Hello there, this is Wale Olulano, the presiding apostle of Harmony Christian Ministries. I'm happy that you can join us today in our podcast. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate your heart, wherever your circumstances may be. Please relax and enjoy. The title of my message is Chosen for Good Reading. 1 Samuel chapter 22. We're going to read the first two verses. And then we will run quickly to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. We'll read a couple of verses. 1 Samuel 22. David therefore departed from there. There are some times you need to know when to depart from something. When that thing is choking your future has rejected the purpose of God for your life. Are you listening to me? In the story, David was about to be killed. Remember, we, we said it a couple of weeks ago. Was about to be killed in the palace of Akish. And then they just drove him out because he acted mad. The Bible said he departed. You must depart from the gathering of the dead. Been dreaming and seeing the dead. It's time for you to see the living. Departed from there. And then I escaped to the cave of Adullam. The cave of Adullam didn't look like a good place. It didn't look like a palace. It didn't look like a five-star hotel. I know you are cool. You're comfortable with five-star hotel. Even seven-star hotel. But sometimes you may have to make do with the cave of Adullam. If the Lord is there. The Bible said, so when his brothers and his father's house heard of it, they went down there. So David said to Ahimelech, the priest, and everyone who was in distress, everyone who was in debt, everyone who was disconnected, gathered to him. And so he became the captain over them. It didn't look like the first kind of team that you want to put together. But he became their captain because God was the one leading them. Are you listening to me now? And there were about 400 men with him. That was when he sang the song, which is our focal scripture for this year. In Psalm 34, 1 to 2. Quickly, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26. The Bible said, for you see your calling. Somebody say, I have a calling. You must say to yourself, whether you're young or old, you do have a calling. And the question is, what are you doing about your ministry? What are you doing about your calling? You see, calling doesn't mean you're going to start a church. Not always that. Many people just think calling means I'm going to be preaching in some kind of church. Everybody is called to be a minister of God. And you must ask yourself, what are you doing about your ministry? And this is one thing you must learn to live with. You can't say because men despise you. Therefore, you don't feel loved by God. You don't feel useful by God. No one is useless in the hand of God. The things which are not, I like that. So you might be looking at me and not see me. To you, I am not. But God says that he will bring to nothing the things that are. Wow. Why does God do things like this? Why is it that he has chosen things that you don't want, things you can't even think any good can come out of this one? 
We know your story. Everybody knew when you were on drugs. We knew when you were in jail. When you just came out of jail. Who's going to use you? God said the reason why he uses people like this. So that no flesh. Somebody say no flesh. Should glory in his presence. If you are going to be in his presence. You must learn to say God. I'm nothing without you. My goodness. Why would God use a man who is blind to heal people who are not blind and show them the path of life? Do you understand that? That doesn't make sense. A man who is crippled, God is using him or her to make other people to run fast so that no flesh with glory in his presence. At the beginning of this year, as God gave us the prophetic word, as a year of perpetual praise, we told ourselves as we read through Psalm 34, verses 1 to 2, that there are five key words. And I told us back then, please don't limit yourself to those five key words. Bible students in the house, I always try to challenge you. You can read through it and find more words. But those five key words must be within your more words. You may find seven, you may find ten, whatever. The important thing is these five key words are going to be words that we will camp around this year. We told ourselves that those words are praise. And in the month of January, we've looked at unlocking praise. We looked at praise not from the point of singing, because we already know praise sings. It's about singing. But the amazing thing, throughout the scriptures we read in Genesis, there was not one that they were singing. Yet they praised the Lord. But that doesn't remove singing. We just finished praising God through singing. But we reminded ourselves that we cannot praise God without sacrifices. That there is a sacrifice, there is a praise that is honorable. And God wants our praise this year to be honorable. So we do that praise. Then we have some other four words, which is perpetual, profess, person, and preeminence. Today we want to move on to the next keyword, which is people. Why? Because after you talk about God, you have to talk about God's people. The Bible tells us in Psalm 64, verse 11. He said, the Lord gave the word. Great was the company of those who published it. The reason why we talk about people is on this day of our thanksgiving, we want to begin by thanking God for the people that God is assembling in this ministry. We want to thank God for the men, the women, the young, the old, those that are here and those that are yet to come. We are thanking God for God's hand upon their life. We are thanking God for where God is taking them to. We are blessing the name of the Lord. We are thanking God because they are answers to their generation. God gave me the word. But more importantly, the Bible said, Great was the company of the people that published it. If the word was given and nobody published it, it would have remained just there. You know? Since this year is a year of perpetual praise, it's important for us to know that actually 
our praise, that there is no perpetual praise without reading. Praise is called praise. Praise is enjoyed because the praise has good reading. There is a way to serve, there is a way not to serve. But I want to demonstrate something before I continue in this message to show us why reading is important. Because you are chosen for good reading. I'm going to ask the musicians, and I want to please celebrate these musicians. We have one of the best musicians in the city. Just play anything that is fast for us. Can you feel the rhythm? Okay. The reason why we love the music is because there's rhythm with it. Now I'm going to introduce one of our latest drummers, Pastor Muiwa. So they're going to play the same music, just going to play your thing, and he's going to play his own thing. Play, play, play. Wow. Can you see? They are struggling to play. All right. Come and celebrate these people. <laughs> when there is no reading, even the best of the best musicians will struggle. Do you know that military people they spend hours practicing and training. And when you see them, you love them. You see them in their thousands. They all look the same. They march the same way. Why? Because you love their rhythm. And if you see a thousand and ten thousands of them, and you see one leg that is out of shape, one person, or you see sometimes in the air shows, the red arrows, we love it. They are air shows. It looks so amazing. Sometimes it looks like, wow, what are they doing? But they are complimenting each other. Their effort is forming a rhythm at such a high height. And they are deciding their beautiful colors and it's all coming out. Why is this so? Because rhythm is everything. Rhythm is in business. You're starting your business out. You have to ensure that what you are doing is flowing together. From the front office to the back room, it's important that there is a rhythm. When there is no rhythm, the effort is wasted. In marriage, there is rhythm. In love, there is rhythm. Because God is a God of rhythm. The Bible says he's not a God of disorder. He's a God that puts things in place. I pray that everything about your life will have order. Amen. God will guide you in the things which you do. Amen. So as we talk about people, we want to look at the important thing about the rhythm in people. We have talked about the vertical relationship with God last month. How, as we serve God and offer our sacrifices to God. But what I found out is, it is easier to talk about God because we can't see him. Vertical is up there. 
But real trouble starts when we have to talk about the horizontal relationship. People might be worshiping God and praising God. Lord, I love you. We I love you. Then they see somebody they don't like. <laughs> and all the song, all the worship, all the I love you just stop. And you find out that they break the rhythm. And God doesn't want this to continue amongst us. God does not want you to have a reason why your worship is broken, why your service is broken. Because it does not bring perpetual praise before the Lord. He doesn't bring perpetual praise. Every time you bring a people together, whether it's in a home setting, whether it's in church or at work, you're forming a team. And what makes any team to be effective is the team having understanding of the objective of that team. Do you understand? Do you agree with me? What is the objective of this team? Why are we together? Why has this team been formed? Not only that, also to have the correct communication lines. Because if we know what we need to do and we don't communicate between ourselves, we cannot have effectiveness. We can't have rhythm if somebody is breaking the rhythm. So imagine the drama starts and the electric guitar starts. The keyboard said, I will start mine later. The bass guitarist said, you know, if they are starting at different times, we're not going to have what? Rhythm. My friends, if your greatness does not fit into other people's greatness, you can't achieve much. We don't question that you are great. But your greatness must sink into other people's greatness. There are many people who can do a lot. But they don't do it. Why? Because they can't just fit in into rhythm. You cannot form an orchestra by yourself. And no music director chooses anybody who have chosen not to fit in into the rhythm of the group. The relevance of any one of us it's within the body it was planted. You know, Cain killed Abel because he refused to change some things about his life. He refused to fall within rhythm. Abel was in rhythm with God. And God said, great, great, great. He respected Abel. He respected Abel's sacrifice. But Cain, Bible said God did not respect his offering or himself. So, Cain got upset. And God said, Cain, what's your problem? Why are you upset? If you've done what he did, will you not be accepted? What do you think God was saying? God was saying, all you need to do is reading. Reading. But Cain refused to be within reading. I would rather kill him so there is no reading than the one I'm setting. Sometimes we criticize the people who are within reading because they are younger or newer than us. Cain felt, what's wrong here? I'm older. I'm the one who has been around. Who are you? Abel. But God said, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for somebody whose heart is after my heart. A man of God, T.D. Jake, said something which blessed me. In his book, Destiny. He said, destiny flocks together. He said, the power of pulse. These are pulse in the hand. The power of pulse sustains Everything that God has assembled together. Change your rhythm and you will find out that you'll be happier. Can you imagine Cain? What he lost? Just because he refused to change. I found out there are still people like that today. 
The Bible says in Romans chapter 12, 4 to 5. Romans chapter 12. It says, so as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we, being many, are one body in Christ, are individually members of one another. We have many members in one body. You may have the head. You may have the hand. There are various parts in the body, but they have different functions. If you look at the leadership structure of our church, we have many members, but they have different functions. Each one of us have different lines of specialty. There are things some of them would do easily. I can't even do it. Everybody must know their area of grace. Are you listening to me this morning? The secret to good vision is rhythm. Somebody say rhythm. Ecclesiastes chapter 4. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, 9 to 12 tells us. Two are better than one. I love this. Two are better than one. No matter how good the one is, two is still better. That's the scriptures. Why? Because they have good reward for their labor. For if one fail, or if one fall, the other will lift up that his companion. I pray for somebody in this place. You are a good team worker. May God give you the right companion. Those who are trusting God for the right partner, the right husband, the right wife, may God give you the right one in the name of Jesus. Your labor, you will receive better for your labor in the name of Jesus. He said, but woe to him who is alone when he falls. But he has no one to help him up. He has no one to help him up. Nehemiah, he had a big task to do. And he came into town. And everybody worked together. He said, you start over there, start over there, you do this bit. Everybody worked together because there was rhythm. Everything they built joined together. One hard truth we must understand about rhythm. Very important is, we must know this, friends, is even though we talk about rhythm, there is a ranking. Ranking must be acknowledged because it is ranking that actually eliminates confusion within the music. And as we are speaking, within the team, that's ranking. I might not be the wisest in this church, but God chose me as a leader. Do you understand that? He chose me. That's ranking. Now, that doesn't make me Lord. It's just a ranking. You must understand something, that you don't fight ranking because it is the order of reading. The Bible said, in fact, the parts that are not so visible, they're the most important. Why is rhythm important? Now, quickly, because our labor in ministry is spiritual. It's a spiritual exercise as well as it's a battle. The enemy will always seek to break rhythm. Because, you know, if I can break your alliance, I will get through. You know, we've been talking about David and his men, how they lived together in the cave of Adullam. Very soon we will get to where there was a break in their rank. You must understand that the enemy's agenda is to break the rank in the family, break the rank in the church, break the rank in your business. Don't allow it. Don't allow it. Because if he can break you, he will defeat you. He will defeat your purpose. Amen. There are a number of attributes to a team that is in rhythm. The first one is a winning team is not necessarily the best people but always the right people. 
A winning team is not made up of the best people, but it's always the right people. That's why the scripture tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 26, it says, for you see your calling, brethren, not many are wise. You see that? They're not the best, but they're the right ones. Now, what makes them right? They understand the rhythm of the house. They understand the assignment of the house. That's what makes them right. They know what the father wants. Not just what I want, not just what she wants, but what the house is trying to do. That's what makes them right. They might not be the best. They might not have the kind of experience which somebody else has. But that's what is required. Is that God has chosen them? I see God has chosen you. Amen. And if God has chosen you, nobody can unchoose you. Amen. Amen. Nobody can unchoose you. They may look at you and ease. You two look at them and smile. The Bible said that no flesh should glory in his presence. No flesh should glory in his presence. Time has come for you to know who you are. Time has come for you to celebrate who you are in God. Time has come for you to rejoice in the fact that he chose you. No man chose you. God chose you. Doesn't matter what you have lost. He chose you. I may not be as tall as you want me to be, but he chose me. I may not be as handsome or as beautiful as you want me to be, but he chose me. And that's what you need to say to yourself. You must come to the point where nothing will make you little. Are you listening to me now? If you have been chosen, you must be bold about a God who gave you a song to sing. This year is the year of perpetual praise. That's why this word is coming to you. Because you are going to sing songs this year. We say, we know your story. We knew when you fell. Ah, that's true. But where were you when I rose up? Are you following me now? <laughs> you, you rose up. I did. Why? Because, in fact, maybe it was my number four or fifth folly you saw. But the Bible says, the righteous may fall. <laughs> you must come to a point. We are nothing the devil says about you will make you take yourself little. You must say that, well, God gave me a song to sing. He put the words in my mouth. Everybody is talking about preaching. Everybody is talking about leading prayer. You, you that we know when your husband left you, say, ah, but my real husband has not left me. Are you listening to me now? You have to come to a point in your life that you begin to praise the Lord who chose you. Because there is a rhythm in your praise. That's why you can dance. Rise onto your feet. I just want us to just pray to thank God that He chose us. Go ahead and thank Him that He chose you. Say, Lord, I thank you. I bless you. Please go ahead and thank Him that He chose you. He chose you. He chose you. He chose you. And you will not break the rank. You will not break the rank. He chose you. Are you listening? He chose you. You will not break the rank. This year you will go forward. You will achieve greatness. You will fulfill purpose in the name of Jesus. I decree every door that has been shut against you, against your progress this year, to become opened because you are walking with rhythm. You are walking with rhythm. I see the Lord will lift you up. The Lord will perfect his word in your life. He will do mighty things for you. In the name of Jesus we pray. 
Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. If you'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message, please do call us on plus 44 208-597-3110 or you visit our website on www.hccenter.org.uk. May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you till we meet again.